Oh my gosh, Lane. <laughs> I'm prepared. It's been 30 minutes and we haven't even started I'm yet. I'm getting oh prepared. I think, I think that's a new record. <laughs> that is. <sighs> you oh cannot God. do this Tuesday against Scott Barry. No. No, no we no, cannot no, do no this. No offense, Attack Eagle. <laughs> yeah, no offense, but we kind of have to. Hey, speaking of which, Phil, when do I get my blue certified thing? Because you retweeted me. You got to pay for that, buddy. Yeah, you do. Do you I really? Even, I don't yeah. even have that. All I have to do. All I have to do to be verified on Twitter is just now, pay somebody. Now you now you pay and you can do the editing thing and then you get certified or whatever it's called. So how much know, is yeah. it? I don't even know. Not enough for me to pay. I heard it was like too much for me to bucks pay. Bucks a month or eight bucks a month or something like that. Oh no, yeah. that ain't worth it. Something I don't know. So, <laughs> that's what I heard. You got to be careful now when you're looking at stuff because when that's blue check mark, don't mean it's legit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, Lane would believe that coming from uh, someone that said that uh, Coach, Coach McNeilis made it into Vogue magazine. <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> Dude, they printed out posters it sure of it. It looked like it. They, they printed out posters they. of it. And I got her to sign one of them. I'm telling you. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We're excited to talk about some basketball with y'all. But first, I need to bring in that guy that sends eight text messages in a row, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Was it eight? It was, it was close. How many. It was close. I got a little <laughs> excited in a group message the other night, guys, and I got called out for sending too many messages <laughs> at once. I was very excited about something. He he, just, anyway, he, he texts like he talks. So I do. Anyway, how's it going, guys? How's your week going? It's going good, Lane. What about yourself? It's good, man. Those Golden Eagles keep winning. That's always man, fun. The Eagles are soaring, brother. They are. And, and full disclosure, I've never been a basketball fan, but I was talking to my friend Tyler the other day. This team makes me excited. Like it, it makes me a basketball fan. I've never, I've always loved football, been in love with baseball, supported softball, love it. But I've just never been a basketball fan. But this team has made me a believer. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's basketball is really fun when you're good at it, and it's yeah. really not fun when you're not good. That's true. <laughs> you know? That's very kinda- true. I think it's one of those sports, like, all the sports are like that, but I feel like basketball's over the top like that, you know? No uh, doubt. Which, you know, talking about sports we're good in, I went to the baseball scrimmage the other day there, Chuck, and I saw a new transfer of ours hit one off the scoreboard. Oh, was it an infielder? It was, Chuck. It's one we've actually talked to a few times before. Uh, talked about maybe getting him on the show one day. Gabe Lacey. You know, Lane, that does not surprise me because if you think back over the last few years, how many Gabes have we had and how awesome have those players been? If your name is Gabe and you right. play baseball at Southern Miss, you are fantastic. <laughs> right. That's what that's what that's what we're we're saying right here. So I mean, if you're a high school kid, your name's Gabe, you know what to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love it because when, when Gabe Montenegro would uh get up to bat, I would always yell out, Sound the horn, Gabriel. Because, you know, he'd hit a home run and then the horn would go off. So I can still say that with Lacey. Sound the horn, Gabriel. You can. I'm and excited, I think you, yeah. I think you might end up saying it a few more times with Lacey if the power's there like I think it is. I hope so. It's going to be interesting to see who they put at second base. Yeah, it will be. All right, but before we, you know, dive into some basketball, Lane, you have got 
a pretty cool guest who has a pretty good, cool platform. So why don't you uh, introduce who you brought on tonight, man? Guys, I am bringing in a Twitter warrior for the Golden Eagles, if you will. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out here and say this: he's on the front lines, the Twitter front lines for every one of our sports teams around here. I'm bringing in the Attack Eagle himself, Philip Scott. Phil, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. What's up, guys? You doing good? What's up, man? Good to have you on, man. Excited. And so, listeners, what you may not know about Phil is he runs a Twitter account called Attack Eagles, and it is fantastic. Right, Phil? It's pretty – I guess it's all right. Yeah, it's like it's like he has this alter ego that lets him just say whatever comes to all of our minds, and it's not attached to his name, which I'm pretty sure I just blew his cover. You so. just blew it. You, you just told yeah. Batman's identity. It might be. It might be gold. My bad. My bad. Dang, told everybody. <laughs> to all of our twenty listeners, we. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Will Hall, Will Hall did it before you, so it's okay. There you go. There you go. Hey, that's good company then. <laughs> But guys, seriously, if you're on Twitter, you need and you and you like like keeping up with, you like just people who can be unfiltered about Southern Miss sports. Go follow Attack Eagles. He's the guy, man. It's fun. So, where did the idea come from, Philip? Like, where'd you get the name, and what made you decide to to do that? Um, so I created it in 2017. It was actually out of anger because it was after the uh, Kentucky game in 2017 that we mm-hmm. hosted mm-hmm. uh if you remember right the crowd was not that great that day and we probably should have started a different quarterback that day and people probably get tired of me tweeting on my end of <laughs> my twitter so i started creating it and it was kind of a rant at first and then it's turned into more positivity towards the eagles and not just ranting uh but it kind of it, it really has taken off the last couple of years with baseball success started making in football too will hall making graphics and videos and gifts and just being funny and attacking the other teams, um, especially LSU last year in the regional. Nice. Um, and it's just kind of taken off from there. But the Attack Eagle is named after the best logo that we've ever had here. Um, mm-hmm. it's, so, you know, Attack Eagle is way better than the Illegal Eagle or any of the other <laughs> stuff the that we've eagle. <laughs> I don't know who decided to go from Attack Eagle to Illegal Eagle, but it's, you know, it's, I don't know. They should be throat oh. chopped or something. Right. But attacking attack eagle is the best logo. I just thought it was cool. So my logo, my you know, caption was just bring back the attack eagle, and then I just let it fly. I just like, say whatever I need to say. I dig so, it, man. He does. He he he'll get after some people on that thing. It's fun. But I always know if I go in on somebody, if I go in on somebody from another team, I got attack eagle coming right behind me. So it's <laughs> always, always in your good. Corner. It's always good to have some have some backup. So, all right. Well, Phil, we like to ask all our guests uh, uh, some questions whenever they come on, some general questions, a little get-to-know-you session here. So the first one we want to ask you is, what makes you an everyday eagle? So I don't have the good story of growing up in the USM home like most people, unfortunately. But thank goodness for my now wife and choosing athletic training, I no longer pull for a certain other school around this part that I'm not going to name. And I came to Southern Miss in 2014, fell in love with it. I got my degree is athletic training. So I got to be in athletics around the athletes every day and just fell in love with the uh, community of Southern Miss. And like, it's such a small, you know, almost like a family aspect. So easy to get to know people, be involved and, I just love I just love everything about it. It's kind of like me. I'm a small guy, you know, chip on the shoulder type mentality. I just love everything about it. And uh, ever since I came here, I've just been everyday eagle. Try to pull for them, you know, support them as much as I can, and uh, do my part. Good deal. Good deal. And correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't you a trainer for the football team when you were here, a student trainer? So how it works, you get in the program and you all have different rotations of sports. Uh, I had football during spring of 15, so Munkin was here. Going into that good year of 15, I was with football. I had a rotation with soccer, track and field, 
Um, and then let's see, and then I was at a high school rotation that we had, which is when I met you at Old Hattiesburg High. That's right. Yeah, I got you. And then uh, our next question we like to ask people is, what is your favorite Southern Miss memory or favorite Southern Miss moment? So I haven't been around as long as some of y'all for moments. So mine's more recent, but it has to be the regional last year. Um, mainly too, because I've been, I went, I was at LSU in 2019. I think I saw you there lane and, uh, you know, it was real fun. We were so close to getting there. I went to Ole Miss the next year and it was so close again of us getting over that hump. And then last year to get over that hump at home after LSU was talking all that crap, and beating them at home is probably definitely my favorite moment. And the Twitter after that that week is probably when I blew up the most on Attack Eagle because I let LSU have it. So. <laughs> yeah, the Hattiesburg so, so probably, takeover. <laughs> so that's probably my favorite moment. I know that's probably yeah. like a, a low-hanging fruit, as y'all say, because that's the most recent. Yeah. You know, that's everybody's not right now, but I haven't been around as long to see some of the great moments like y'all, so – that's it. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I've been at a lot of great moments. And when it comes to Southern Miss baseball, that one's – honestly, that one might be – I won't say at the top. The top would have been being in Gainesville. But when mm-hmm. we locked up going to Omaha, but it would have been right up – it's right up there with it. You know, being at home made it that much more special. Oh, yeah. So, well, Phil, you mentioned you're a – athletic trainer and i know you're a pretty passionate guy about athletic training you you know you talk a pretty good bit about it and uh and all and you put you post some stuff about the importance of it can you tell us a little bit about athletic training what's it like for you what's the you know what's the importance of it what's kind of the status of athletic training world can you just give us a little update on your career here oh yeah so I graduated from Southern in 2017. I worked for Hasbro Clinic and cover Stone High School. Uh, but so athletic training, for those that don't know, is we're the guys that are on the sidelines when somebody gets hurt. We're the people that run out there. We're the first responders for athletes. We're the one in their corner. You know, when they need something, we're the ones that are there. A lot of people confuse us with like physical trainers who work out people or strength conditioning. It's not that, though we do help with preventing injuries and doing rehab, kind of like physical therapists do. And uh, so we're, we're the first responder. If you see us standing you know, on the sideline not doing anything, that's a good thing. That means everybody's good, everybody's healthy. If you see us run on the field, then you know things have kind of gone south, but we're there to make sure the athletes are safe. Um, everything we do goes from taping ankles to – rehab like i said to you know call, you know like people saw in nfl not long ago with the demar hamlin situation we're the ones that do cpr and you know aed call the ambulance all that type stuff so we do a little bit of everything um a lot of people don't know who we are but we kind of just behind the scenes just to make sure everything goes smoothly to help y'all coaches out and stuff and letting y'all do y'all's thing and coaching and then letting us you know sub people in and out how we need to and keep people out if we need to to protect them but our uh you know our number one priority is making sure the athletes are safe not for now but for later on in life and make sure they can you know go on and be live a healthy life and not have any setbacks from their sports injuries so that's pretty much it so the goal here is to not be seen ever yeah like that's (laughs) that's what kids jokingly like oh you don't talk to me as much or whatever it's like you know, buddy, if I don't talk to you that much or I'm not around you as much, that probably means you're not hurt, so that's a good yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I, like I'm going to be cool with everybody and whatever, but, like, man, if, you, if you're not uh, you're not talking to me all the time or in the training room, that's that's a good thing. If you don't see me, if you just see me in the chair just chilling, not doing anything, then that is good for everybody. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have the I – ho- I hope every game – we had a good run this year in football, and they were like, you're cheering in the videos and stuff and having fun. I'm like, that means we were everything was good. We were winning, doing good, and I'm just being a f- number one fan. That's what I hope all I'm doing is being the number one fan on the sideline every game and not doing anything else. That means everything's going smooth and everybody's healthy. So That's right. When you see something like the DeMar Hamlin injury that happened on TV, were you watching that game whenever it happened? 
I actually was not watching at the time, but I have a group message with a bunch of buddies of mine. They're athletic trainers, and they all started sending it in, uh, talking about it. And I pulled it up then and started watching the videos. And we were all trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. Because yeah. anytime somebody goes down, I'm always like looking and stuff and, you know, trying to watch. Like at Southern Game, I try to watch Todd McCall, and I'm sitting there looking to see what he's doing, trying to determine what I think it is, you know. Oh, Big uh, Daddy Todd. Oh, Big what Daddy, What you need, yeah. Big Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, so I'll, I'm always kind of watching and always, you know, that situation was a bad situation, which is good now. He's good because the trainers were there, the medical staff was there, and he's safe. But it's, it's shine a light on the importance of athletic training. It's a shame that something like that has to happen for people to realize it. And still, as you know, a lot of you know a lot of high schools around here still don't have the coverage they probably need. Um, but we're trying to do the best we can um, to cover as much as we can. There's you know limited resources. There's limited of us and a lot of schools, but we try to you know if the schools allow us, try to be there because you know when the situation's there, if you don't have a trainer there, it's not going to be good. Uh, luckily, he was probably in the best place for that to happen because NFL and you know professionals a whole nother a whole nother level like there's so much more medical staff there so i got you well good deal man thank you for shedding some light on the athletic training world for some of our listeners there yes sir so well chuck what we got next well um i believe we have some mailbag questions is the mailman in in the house tonight yep he's here did we get some mail this week pate You've got mail. We sure did. All right. <laughs> I'm loving this mailbag Lane, section. Lane, you've certainly got mail. I'm loving the mailbag section, man. Y'all keep sending them in. Yes, please do. All right. So the first question coming up here, we have, this is from listener Jay. He's actually sent in to the, to the show before, and he asked, and this is for everyone to answer, who do y'all think will be our top home run hitter this season at the Pete? I think we're all might be about to have the same answer. I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick who you think. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Chuck. Chuck's uh, always uh, good for a dark horse pick. So go ahead, Chuck. You go first. Well, I don't shock I really us and truly, off. I really and truly don't think this is going to be a dark horse. Um, I, I, it's I'm. You know what? I've got two that I'm in my head, but I'm gonna give it to one that way. I don't steal all the good answers, but uh, I'm. I think Tate Parker's going to lead us in home runs this year. Wow, Tate a Parker. newcomer! Yeah, a newcomer. He's going to he be did good hit now. Ni- he did hit t- nineteen of them at Pearl River. Now, if swing, if he can adjust to the the D one level quickly, I think he'll. I think he'll. He'll be up there. I think he'll be top three for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chuck, you did mix it up a little bit. I Go did. ahead there, uh, the Attack Eagle. You want me to call you Phil or the Attack Eagle the rest of the night? <laughs> it's, it's whatever you want to, Queen Brady. I mean, King Brady. Uh, <laughs> Come on now. Queen Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, attack, Attacking Phil. What you got for us, dog? I probably know what you're going to go with. Low hanging fruit of Sergeant, probably knowing you. I'm going to go Big Tuna. <laughs> okay. As mine. Dude got hot at the end of the year last he year. Did. He did. It's quite a few out to the roost to me uh, during that regional. So I'm going to go Big Tuna, Carson Pitao. You know what? Y'all are absolutely right. I'm going Christopher Sargent. <laughs> I mean, he did Man hit crush. three the other day. Yeah. I'm going Sargent. He hit three. The- I'll tell y'all, though. I'll I'll go a little bit deeper than just throwing out there Sarge's name. That's easy to do right here. I think Sarge hits 30 bombs this year. I think he hits 30 home runs. 30? I, I'm going wow. 20 to 25. I think he I hits 30. Yeah. And I think Peyto hits 20 to 25. I think Peyto's in the 25 range. I think Sarge is at 30, which would be a whole bunch of light shows. I can't remember the number, yeah. but on I think budgetary, Patrick said that how many, uh, pay, I mean, uh, Sergeant needed to break the record. Like he's not like it's very in reach for him to break the home run record this year. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, he like, ended up beat Walner. Like Walner hit so many, he could pass mm-hmm. Walner this year. Yeah, I think so, I think mm-hmm. last year he was only. 
What I've was it, guys? Like 20, we yeah, were keeping up with it. Yeah, last year we were keeping up with mm-hmm. it at the end of the year. He he only had it was like it was something like four or five homers shy of Walner last yeah. year. If he hit thirty, mm-hmm. I think he would pass Walner. So yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I think we got thirty mm-hmm. out of him this year. I'm I'm calling that one. So this offense is going to be fun this year. It is going to oh, be yeah. a lot of fun. And I just yes, realized I answered before the mailman, but I knew Pate was about to take my answer. So Pate, what you got? <laughs> Anything different? <laughs> uh, no, I w- actually no. I was actually going to go uh, um, on Pato as well. Uh, you know, Pato bringing the payload. Tuna. Big tuna. So he can slap it now. And then so, you got to you got to give honorable mention to uh, you know Slade Wilkes and uh, if Gabe yeah. Lacey gets hot and he's starting, um, boys, I think Lacey's good for fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I really do. He yeah. hit, yeah. he mm-hmm. hit close he hit close to twenty at Tennessee Tech last year. So I think right. he's good. We could play for Lafayette it. every if we could play Lafayette every week. Danny, Danny Lynch, yeah. Danny would Man, have. I cannot right. wait for that game. Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no doubt there you go no doubt well good question there right. and that's a that's a, another question from who was that jay jay yeah that jay, jay. you the man dude keep sending them in we love it must be a big baseball fan I for like sure it. all right so we've actually got another one from uh josh and he asked what is your favorite moment slash memory as a student on campus? So this is interesting because we're changing gears a little bit from mm-hmm. sports to student life. We we are. We are. Chuck's going to have to think for a minute because it's got to be podcast appropriate. <laughs> right, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I promised your mom I wouldn't share that story. Oh, come on. Let's give our guest a chance here. Let's give our guest a chance here. Go ahead, Attack Eagles. You got a you got a student life story you want to share? See, my student life's hard because my whole student life was athletics because I was in athletics. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to – it's not a specific moment, but – I will say, and I'll please my wife here, watching her dance, because she was a Dixie darling, watching her every home game dance is my favorite USM memory. It's some good memories watching her do her thing. Okay. Son, it is February, <laughs> and my man giving out Valentine's gifts early. early. That's what I'm talking about. You need to take notes, Lane. <laughs> How did I not know she was a Dixie darling, man? I've known your so, wife this whole time since y'all been together, and I had no clue. So, so she she and her family grew up Southern Miss people, and she always wanted to be Dixie Darling. And, and we came – I transferred from Meridian Community College, and she came straight as a freshman, and she danced for three years. She didn't do it her last year because her major kind of interfered with it. But, yeah, she was out there doing her thing on the 40-yard line every every football game. Well, she, got to way, she got to go way – she got to go way cooler places than me. She got to go to, <laughs> She danced on – at Mississippi State, LSU, Alabama – uh, Western Kentucky, uh, the Dallas Bowl, wow. the New Orleans Bowl. Like she got to do way cooler things than me. So mm-hmm. I lived through her. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Chuck, Pate, y'all got y- either one of y'all ready? I I can't. Yeah. Uh, so mine was it was my senior year at Southern Miss, and this is kind of a geeky answer. But uh, I had this one uh, professor in the psychology department. I got my BS in psychology. And um, she had this rule that if you miss the test and it, it was excused, you had to take it at the end of the semester. Like you couldn't make it up like the next week or the next time. Well, your boy Chuck got put on grand jury. And so I had to meet with Lamar County Grand Jury two times a month for six months. And every time we met, she had a test scheduled. So at the end of the semester, I had four tests I had to take all in one day. Ooh. And so she she chewed me out. She told me I was foolish and that she hoped I failed every single one of them. And there was no way I was going to make a good grade. And I should have come and talked to her sooner. And I was like, I shot you an email telling you what was going on. But anyway, so I took all four tests 
and she graded them for me right there. And the lowest I made was an 86 on one of them. That was the lowest grade. And so I walked up with my head held high saying, I guess I'm not a fool after all. a boy. So I won't Atta say which boy. professor it was, but. Did you get to lock somebody up being on grand jury? Sorry, you, you're uh, not legally allowed some, to talk about that. But we had some killer cases. All fair. Tell me. <laughs> I love I love jury duty though. I'm I, like I said I'm a I'm a geek and that kind of stuff. I love jury duty. So that's awesome. It was fun. All right, Paige, you got one. Paige is currently in student life. So. Paige is. Yeah. Hey, what happened today? Current. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the current sleepless nights are wonderful. Um, going to class on Saturdays from you know, 8 a.m. until about 6.30 or 7 are also great. Um, uh, I would have to go back to the undergrad. I definitely enjoyed some time at the BSU. Um, went to several events there. Um, and we, we ended up going to a few uh, football games as well. Um, really, that's probably the most fun I had over there, especially in undergrad. But Graduate school, not so much. Just a lot of sleepless nights and endless papers. There you so. go. Well, mine would be, and Philip probably remembers this, whenever we would do camp for football, like whenever we'd start mm-hmm. up camp, we would end up on campus about, what, Phil, probably two, three weeks before everybody else. So mm-hmm. you end up, you've got the football team, the equipment managers, and the athletic trainers, like the student trainers, you know, and the grown-ups, they would go home after practice, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a bunch of college students, not a bunch, just the football team, the managers and trainers, and we basically had campus to ourselves the entire time. So it would probably come from, like, you know, the moments would probably come from like, there's just so many memories I have from that. Just hanging out on campus is just us, you know, me and my buddies who were together 95% of our, our life anyway in college, that, that group of guys. And so we always had a good time. But one night that stands out to me more than any of them is, uh, is we decided to swim in every single fountain. And I think it was before all the students were on campus yet. I can't remember if it was when everybody had come back or before, but we all decided we were going to swim in every single fountain. So we got on our swimming trunks and literally went fountain to fountain and jumped in and hung out, which now looking back at it, it was probably massively gross. We could probably all got sick, but we did. And even the Trent Lot Center, it had just been built and the fountain wasn't running yet. And we still jumped in like an empty pool and acted like we were swimming, just say so we swam in it too. So, yeah. Lane, I mean, I we, can... did, we did that and just ran around campus and stuff, man. We did all kinds of stuff back then. We were on campus. We played pranks on each other, did stuff like that. I remember we tricked a guy one time into going into an active construction site, which was the new end zone. We tricked a guy into running in there when we were definitely not supposed to go in there. We just did all kinds of stuff. It was fun. I can't what were you believe, saying, Chuck? I can't believe that e- neither of you said the day you met your future wife. Like, oh. ML, I'm sorry, girl. Attack Eagle, I don't know your wife, but I'm sorry to her too. Come on, guys. Hey, I met I met my wife before I came I, there, That's so. right. That's right. He, did, he gave his I, wife I shout, a shout out. He I'm did. Good. He did. I'm yeah. Good. Y'all are the ones in the doghouse. Mary, Mary Lois and I, we were friends for like five years before I asked her on a date. It was kind of like I don't know. We Probably took you that long to to, to, to sell her. <laughs> I don't know. We were we were friends for a long time before I asked her on a date. So that's the way it should. I don't be. know. It's just kind of you know. But all right, well, uh, is that all of them paid, or was there another one? Or well, we've got one more question from Harley. Uh, shout out to Harley Warren; he's a friend of the show. Hey, the show my boy Harley. Once. Harley, what do you ask? Your boy Harley. He asked if you won the lottery, what would you use the winnings Ooh. on? Ooh. And we're going to start off. Why don't Chuck, why don't you go first? I always go first. Um, 
I think the you know how much are we are we talking millions here? Are we talking like the mega jackpot? Mega Let's jackpot. Mega jackpot. You're just gonna make up the rules anyway, Chill. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Somebody's gonna yeah, make them. I mean, up. somebody has to keep y'all in check. I mean, come on. Um, True. I you know I would honestly I think the first thing I would purchase would be. Um, and we're just talking fun. I'm not going to do the house or a boat or car answer. Um, I'd, I'd buy a baseball uh-huh. season box. I'd buy a box at the, at the Pete. And if they were sold out, I'd build mm-hmm. one, build another one. Um, there you go. You know, I, yeah, I'd get a box that, for football. I'd have a box for every sport that had one. Um, I'd pay somebody to help my boy paid out. So he's not overworked with all this editing that Lane makes him do. Um, oh. I think you know, just 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 those things, nothing too crazy. Okay, Mister Brady, I would build a you? house that is MTV Cribs worthy. <laughs> he, he went with a house. There it he is. It would be go with a house, dude. Yeah. It would be the craziest. <laughs> it would be the craziest house you've ever seen in your life. I don't even know what all features it would have. It would just be unreal. Like, would just, at least have a Southern Miss man cave. Sure, it would have a big oh, yeah. K for everything. You have to. I mean, it would be the craziest house you've ever seen. That's what I would do. <laughs> All right, Philip. Pretty what, shallow what guy here, guys. <laughs> I, I would I would put a yeah. little bit back to make sure the wife's good and happy, and then I'm going to donate a bunch to Southern Miss and get some nice. The Pete Taylor is going to be the nicest thing there since sliced bread. Reading green, if any other updates need to happen. Give a little Jeremy some money there. We gonna we gonna Southern Miss got to get some of these facilities nicer up, so I'll I'll donate it to them. Phillips making me look so bad tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, if I won the lottery, first of all, I would get Lane Brady a decent internet connection and a decent yes. microphone because and I would let you <laughs> I'll give him the best microphone money can buy um no, I'm just kidding um if I had you know won the lottery I I kind of agree with you Philip I would definitely do a lot of renovation over at the Pete especially like expanding um, like bleachers, seating, what have you, extra boxes. Because I definitely think, you know, with Pete Taylor Park, the way it is, I mean, it, it's definitely a great park, no doubt about it. But with our program exploding and where it's headed, I definitely think that's needed. And then uh, if I could, I could also, I would also like to, um, uh, since I work in hospice and Chuck knows this, I would also like to, uh, donate money to um, help veterans fulfill any last wishes that they have. Like if they're on hospice, what can we do to fulfill their last wish? That's kind of what I would do with it. Um, no man caves or houses. But, so I'm the only one with a shallow answer. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have air conditioning sports rooms, so I can, man, that's pretty shallow too. I'm right there with you, Lane. There you go. All right. Well, Pete, is that it for the mailbag? That's all for the mailbag this week. And if anyone is interested in sending in questions to us, feel free to do so. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast. You can also send in questions through Twitter at our Twitter profile at Everyday underscore Eagles. Yeah, just send in those questions anytime. We would love to hear them. We would love to answer them on the show. Um, Also, if we have future guests coming on for Where Are They Now segments, we'll also ask for questions on the social medias as well. So be on the lookout for those in case we have great interviews coming up. I know we've got one with Scott Berry coming up, um, which at this point would already be recorded. But yeah, any interviews like that coming up, be on the lookout on our social medias. Good deal. All right. Well, boys, y'all ready to dive into some basketball? I'm ready to talk some Golden Eagle basketball tonight. So, uh, we uh, we went 2-0 last week, as you both know already. 
We beat Troy 74 to 65, and we beat Georgia State 79 to 71. Let's fire up that old holy cow machine and get this thing rolling. Holy cow! Chuck, what player made you say holy cow last week? I love the dramatic pause there, too. Like, that was Chuck. What player? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to pull a, a, a low-hanging fruit here, Lane, and I'm going to pick, um, I think, I think maybe my third week in a row to pick this guy, but Felipe Hase um, just went off uh, and scored 26 points, and he only played 26 minutes. So you math majors, how many points is that per minute? Well, I'm no math teacher there, Chuck, but I'm thinking that's a point a minute, right? That's a point a minute. 26 minutes, 26 points. I I mean, that's pretty good. Imagine if he played like 50 minutes. Right? What would happen? We don't even have 50 minutes in college basketball, but if he did, it'd be a lot of points. It may be an overtime. Also to mention... Needs to be mentioned there, Chuck, that he also scored 11 against Troy. So, yeah. two pretty good games right there. So, but I, I think he had, I think, I think he's on his way back up. I think he's, he's mojoing again. It's a good one and good time, too. Yep. Attack time. Eagle, my boy Phil. What player last week made you say, holy cow? Mine's going to be Marcelo Perez. Played 14 minutes in the second half against uh, Georgia State and had 10 points, and we won by nine. So, to me, he is the MVP of that game because he saved our tail. I think it's safe to say we lose that game if he's not if he doesn't do yeah. what he does. Or we won we won by eight, not not nine, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's yeah. So yeah, he uh, I don't uh. Ladner said in the interview at the end of the game that he just had like a feeling that he needed to put Perez in there. I guess it was a matchup or something, and he put him in. He came in, and I mean, he scored the eight of the ten like very quick and was just attacking the goal and getting to the line. He was three for three from the field, four for six from free throw, had an assist and a steal. So, yeah, he saved our tail. Oh, yeah, especially with Crowley going down. And to me, that's really the test of how good a team is, is what happens when your top players go down. Who's Do you have people that are going to step up? What's going to happen, you know? And uh, Perez, he just answered the call, man. Huge, yeah, huge game. Yeah, if you're going to keep winning like we're doing, I mean, we have, you know, our big three, Crowley, Felipe, and Pickney. But, I mean, they can't be on every single game in basketball. Like, they're going to have off nights, so – like you said, bench got to step it up, and our bench is somewhat different every time you turn around. It seems like so. We, this is a this is an NCAA type team, in my opinion, with our bench and everything. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, guys, I'm going to go with Neftali Alvarez because he had a season high in points against Troy. He scored 11, and we know, you know, I mean, he he we talked about him before on here. And, on here as being a game changer for our basketball team. It's not necessarily that he's a huge points guy, but he plays fantastic defense every single game. Uh, he's he's loading up on steals every game. He's a he's a dang shot to the arm of adrenaline to our players when he's out there. They play at a different level. And he's just he's an assist guy. He sees the floor so well. He's genuinely like a quarterback out there, just dishing it to who needs it. And Guys, he had a season high in points uh, with 11 against Troy. So, good job to Alvarez. I'm glad when he had his opportunities against Troy, he took them and he and he made the most of them. So, and then he turned around after that and against uh, against Georgia State, he turned around. And he had nine points against him. So, a 20 point week out of Alvarez. That's good. We need him to keep climbing and keep putting points on the board and keep doing what he's doing. So some other notables here, guys. It, it deserves being said that uh, I felt like Mo Arnold played really well against Georgia State. Uh, he had 11 points, three steals. Uh, it was a big night for him. DeAndre Pinckney, he scored 12 against Georgia State, had 11 rebounds. Big night there for him. And then against Troy, we already mentioned the 
the big headline of that one was, uh, you know, was Hase going off. But aside from, aside from him, we also had Crowley. He scored 23 points against them. And Denage Harris had 19 against them. So, um, just all around good team effort throughout the week. It's really cool how – did y'all notice how, like, the Troy game, the big guy was Crowley, and Crowley got hurt against Georgia State, but then Hase had his big night against uh, Georgia State later. We kind of have a different star every game, it seems like, and that's – I'm really encouraged by that, aren't y'all? 100%, man. Uh, the nasty bench is stepping up and being being nasty, man. So, I yeah, it, next man up. Yeah, I just think if we if we get us a team who's really vibing and gelling good enough that you know one guy's one guy maybe having an off night or something, someone else just goes off to the tune of you know twenty three points, twenty six points, however many points it is, and and we know that we've got that kind of out there on the floor, guys. I just think we're we're primed to make a good run here at the end. I really do think we are. So. Exciting week for sure. So, any is there anything else you guys would like to add to last week? No, guys. Well, no, I don't. Guys played hard. I was very impressed. Just win, baby. Just win, Just win. baby. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Well, let's shift gears now and turn our focus to this week. Do we have a game this week, Chuck? I I think I read that we have a game this week. I think that's kind of been <laughs> the buzz a little bit. I think we kind of have a big game this week. So <laughs> let's uh let's fire up the old can't wait machine and and see what's in store this week. Can't wait. Go ahead, Chuck. Talk about what you can't wait to see this week. Well, I you know um again I I prefaced this earlier in the show. I'm not really. I wasn't really a huge basketball fan. So I've taken my nephews to football. I've taken them to baseball. I've taken them to softball. But this week, I'm bringing the great nephew and the nephew to uh, the game Thursday. So I'm excited to see how they um, respond to the huge crowd and see if they have fun. But other than that, I'm excited to see what we do. I think it's going to be electric. So. Absolutely. That's really cool, man. That'll be a good moment. You'll remember that for a long time. So that's a good deal. Attack Eagle. What can you not wait for this week? Mine's going to be the atmosphere because, like I said earlier, I've not been around as long. So I've missed all of the Memphis games and that everybody talk about it packed out re green. I've not seen a true packed out re green. And as it's 8 30 today, or tonight, we had only 503 tickets left, so it's very close to sell out. I'm looking forward to the greenhouse being just rocking shoulder to shoulder and bringing it. Lafayette don't know what's coming. Absolutely. No doubt, man. That's going to be fun. It's, you know, as a person who was there for the Memphis games, I'm like giddy about Thursday. <laughs> like It's going to be so loud in that Coliseum Thursday, it's going to be deafening and it needs to be. So, uh, and I can't wait to see what adjustments we make from last week or last time we played them. Okay. So we played this, this same team, the same Louisiana Lafayette team. Yeah. I called them Lafayette. There goes the, uh, crawfish there, Chuck, but this same Louisiana team we played, that's right it's okay they'll get over it we're rivals this week we don't like each other so (laughs) so january the 5th guys we played lafayette uh and we played them at their place and we lost that game 75 61 and what i can't wait to see is what adjustments do we make now, looking back at that game, the, their top players that night was Kentrell Garnett. Uh, he is number 22, and then Themis Fulks, number zero. They uh, they had 20 and 17 points, respectively. So I can't wait to see, one, do we do something about number 22 and number zero? But the tricky part of that is, and this tells you, you know, we talked about how deep are you. You know, do you have other players who can step up? Uh Neither one of those guys are their top scorers. 
honestly, they are number four, or they are number four and number five on their top scorers right now. Their top scorer is Jordan Brown, number twenty-one. So, to me, this week, guys, the the players we got to watch for in that big, massive home game Thursday is number twenty-one, twenty-two, and zero for uh, for Louisiana. I can't wait to see what are we gonna do. You know, are our guys going to step up? Are they going to step up to the plate? They're going to they're going to rise to the occasion and, and shut these dudes down and take control of this conference, or you know, are we going to lay an egg here late? And I, I got a good feeling that we're gonna we're gonna step up and and make a statement Thursday. So now, just to remind everybody, there is another game <laughs> coming up here too. We play. Uh, we play the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks coming up this weekend. So, um, again, we play uh, Louisiana Lafayette Thursday, February 9th. Um, and then we're going to turn around after that and we play Louisiana Monroe. Uh, it's a home game also on February the 11th. We need to pack both of them out. Thursday night's tip-off is 7.30. Saturday's tip-off is 2.30. We need to pack them both out. Um, Louisiana Monroe, to me, the top players we got to watch for and we got to stop is uh, top players we got to stop would be number zero, Jamari Blackman, and number 11, Tyreek Loker. So that's this matchup this week. We got the Battle of the Louisiana Schools this week. And uh, those are the guys we got to watch for. So, anything else you want to add there, Attack Eagle? I will say one thing is we did not have Nifty last time we played Mm -hmm. Lafayette, so I'm curious to see how that translates into this game. Because, I mean, we're a different team with him on the court. There's no question the energy he brings. So, I'm, I'm curious to see how that uh works out because we put a lot of pressure and two i'm hoping mo kind of got banged up towards the end of the game so i hope he i hope he's good too and hope that's not going to be a problem come thursday night too so nefty may have to really step it up or some of the other guys we talked about if mo is questionable i don't know if he is or isn't but i just know he took that hard fall when they did not call a foul on him the uh game on saturday so some belt official strike again son Right. Terrible. <laughs> I was listening to it. I was listening to it, and Cox kept saying he was clobbered. There's no foul. He was clobbered. There was no foul. Like Cox was not happy about it. It was terrible. It was, it was kind of funny. It was so bad. <laughs> and I re I re I rewatched it later, and he, it was it was a major foul. It was so bad. They, they may just, be worse than conference. They may they may be worse than conference USA. I think they are. Saying. Right. I think they are. They're pretty bad, man. And like they're bad all the way around. They were bad in the. Louisiana Marshall game the other night. Like they're just bad oh, all yeah. the way around. So, Chuck, anything you want to add? Well, I, just a reminder: Thursday night's game is the whiteout game for the season. So make sure to wear white. Uh, if you don't, try to get there early and get one of the uh, t-shirts they're giving out. So, but I'm excited, man. I I haven't been excited for a basketball game. Well, I don't think ever, honestly, but I think the last time I even come close was when we played Memphis and uh, forever ago. So I'm I'm excited, man. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun week leading up to it. And we need to pack it out Saturday too. We do. I know absolutely. We're don't forget out. about Saturday. I know we're packing it out Thursday, and you know why? We're playing a rivalry game, and this one's mm-hmm. to take control of the conference. And guys, just a couple game notes here. Uh, as Philip said earlier, guys, last time we played them, we lost, but we didn't have, we didn't have our jolt to the arm, which is, uh, Alvarez. We didn't have him. And the other thing is this guys, we are 12 and 0 at home. Mm-hmm. They are 11 and 0 at home. Lafayette is. What's the record? It, do you know? Right now, uh, both teams' overall records, we're 21-4. and four. They no, are 20-4. No. and four. For, for oh. consecutive home wins. Uh, for us individually? Yeah, for Southern Miss. I don't have that pulled up right now. Dang, nabbit. The USM stat guy has it somewhere, but I, I would have to pull I, it I, that's up. What I, 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 thought I, was, I thought I saw a, uh, a tweet or something. Um, where they like tweeted ESPN was like, did you know that Southern Miss is only four games away from 
breaking an all-time home record or something like this or i don't know if it was southern i know we had ncaa go ahead philip I know we had some 12-0 and 0 starts, mm-hmm. and we lost the 13th game. And I think there's one – I can't remember the number. It's more than 12, but, yeah. I, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to look and see if I can find it, and I'll bring it back up later on oh. if I find it. Yeah. Is this an ESPN Plus game, or did it get bumped to ESPN? It's ESPN or? Plus. We didn't get oh, it I bumped. Gotcha. I can't believe that. That, that shocks me. They're going to have some 13-12 and 12 team playing some other – 10 and 15 team or something. Well, didn't they say that uh, Marshall and Louisiana were the top two teams in the conference? They the sure did. When they played? In the Louisiana broadcast, yeah. they sure did. And I recorded it and put it out there yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> and the Attack Eagles uh, retweeted <laughs> Retweeted. So Get that blue thought, check mark, man. I thought for sure I'd be verified by now. But <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they retweeted me. It was a good thing. So, yeah, man, they uh, – I think it was the same guy that was clutching his pearls at Danny's bat flip that said it too. They, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was. Yeah. yeah. So they came off and said their thing. And something to say right here, guys, some other notables from this game coming up. Both teams undefeated at home. So massive advantage to us to be undefeated at home. We got to keep that rolling. And then both teams are on a winning streak right now. We're on a seven-game win streak, and they were on a 10-game win streak. So just a lot. You know, I don't think Louisiana's lost in the new year. I don't think they've lost since the new year's happened. Uh, just, you know, this is a big game. It's the biggest game in recent memory to me. And so, um, big game, need to pack it out. It needs to be absolutely so loud they can't hear themselves think come Thursday night. And it's a doubleheader. You get into both games for the price of one. And we're about to talk about the Lady Eagles here in a minute, but they deserve your support too. They uh they've been fighting hard in their conference run too. But yeah, this game this Thursday night is for control of the Sun Belt. Both teams are tied for first right now. A lot going on here, so um, I found this. I found the attendance thing. I mean, the record. Go ahead. Uh, this is from Stats Guy. He tweeted it. I guess for the last home game, if we'd have won, uh, unofficial from what I can find, a win Saturday for Southern Miss would beat tie for fifth best home start in school history. So that's this was last home game, nineteen fifty nine and sixty, eighty seven and eighty eight, eighty nine and ninety were both twelve and zero. Uh, 1952 and 53 was 13-0, and 2011 and 12 was 15-0. The 53-60 and 12 seasons were complete seasons. 80 and 89 teams lost game 13. So by that, I guess 15 is the record, I would guess. 2011-12 team would hey, be it. Man. I got so, you. So how many more home games we have? Uh, Three, after this one, Yeah, after this one, we've got uh, – so we got this one, and then we got another one on Saturday, and then after that, we've only got one more. Right. So, so I guess the best we we went out, we, we tie it fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Went yeah. out and tie it. So, all right. Well, is there anything else we need to say about this week before we roll into women's basketball? Nope. See it the red green the yurt baby, and it needs to be. So loud. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit, and let's turn our focus to our women's basketball team. So, the Lady Eagles this week went one and one. Uh, they they dropped a tough one to, um, to uh, Old Dominion the first game of the week. Uh, they lost sixty five fifty five. And guys, I was there. Old Dominion just they they just took advantage of situations and we didn't. That's what it came down to, honestly. They, you know, that we both teams had opportunities and they took advantage of theirs and we didn't. Lost by ten to them. Turned around and uh, we beat South Alabama by twenty one. We beat them sixty one to forty. So that was a good way to to answer and bounce back after that tough loss to start with. So, um. But, yeah, guys, so right now the Lady Eagles, we're still in contention to be first in the conference, although we, you know, we got a little work to do here, but we are still in contention right now. 
we are in a five-way tie for second. So, and we're all two games back of Troy, who we actually beat in head-to-head. So, uh, that's where we're at right now, guys. The Lady Eagles still got a lot to play for, still got it all in front of us here. Um, and, you know, guys, we talked earlier about when a when a key player goes down, who's going to step up? Well, uh, our key player, Dominic Davis, we've been talking about her all year, right? Uh, Chuck, she couldn't play against South Alabama. She had a nagging back injury, and they had to sit her. And so, you know, you're missing your top scorer, and what happens? Well, Ja'Coria Bracey, the girl we said we need to step up big time as the season goes on, she hangs 15 points on them and gets 12 rebounds. After that, Malia Grayson, 11 points, and then Lauren Gross gets eight points against them. Drained a few big threes as the game went on. Just great job by the Lady Eagles for stepping up when one of your key players goes down. So I was very impressed by their fight. That was against South Alabama. Uh, again, in the loss to Old Dominion, your top performers for us that game was uh, Dominique Davis with 15 and, and Femi Phineas with 14. So... Bracey had nine in that one also. So uh season's going on. You know, it's it's a long, grueling season as it as it keeps going. And sometimes key players like Dominique Davis, they got they had to they gotta sit. She has a little nagging back injury. Hopefully she'll be back soon. But uh it's encouraging to see other players step up when a key player goes down. So any thoughts on the Lady Eagles, guys? Your ticket counts for both games this week. It does. Too, so get there get there early. Support both. Absolutely. You for need to sure. get there early and support both. Uh, that tip-off Thursday is at 5 o'clock. So, guys, you're already going to be there at 7.30, right? We're going to pack the – we're going to pack uh, Regreen Coliseum for 7.30. Let's pack that thing for 5 o'clock, too. Let's just go ahead and right. make it a Southern Miss basketball kind of night. So the other thing is Saturday's a doubleheader too. We're at home Saturday, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock tip off and then two thirty tip off. So I can't think of a better thing to do than to go support both of these teams, both nights this week. So let's make sure we're, we get out there, show up early, show up at five o'clock on Thursday, support coach McNellis and these lady Eagles. They've been fighting hard all season. Show up at noon on Saturday. Just catch both games, guys. Make it worth your while, and and it'll be fun. They play a fun brand of basketball, those ladies do. So that's about all I got tonight, guys. Chuck, anything else? Well, I do want to say, um, you know, we're recording on Sunday, so this will probably be played sometime this week. But uh, go root for the, the guys Thursday night. And then go watch the girls play some softball. They kick off their schedule um, Friday at three thirty at uh, in Hattiesburg against Seton Hall, who I've never heard of, but uh, definitely go check them out. February tenth, Friday, three thirty p.m. Um, they kick off. So, all right, good deal, good luck, Lady Eagles. Good deal, yeah. And we and we're gonna cover some Lady Eagle. Uh, softball as baseball mm-hmm. season goes on too. We kind of like this format of hitting the lady sports too. Yes, absolutely. Lady Eagles need some love as well. So everybody's favorite attack eagle. Do you have anything else you want to add to the night? No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Go support the Eags. No doubt, man. All the way. And, guys, we have an interview with Coach Barry coming out soon. You don't want to miss it. Be tuned in. You do not. Uh, I think the deadline for questions is Tuesday at noon. So, if the recording's out, if you find if you get a chance to hear this recording before Tuesday at noon, send us something. Uh, I think the goal here, Chuck, we talked about this the other day. The goal here, what would be fantastic is for this podcast, the podcast for Eagle fans by Eagle fans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we could become 100% listener-led to the point that you and I don't have to come up with any questions. 
That would be nice. That's that's like the dream, man. That's what we're trying to get to. So And we've had a lot of good ones already sent in. So, you know, we're we're excited. So send us your questions, guys. We we genuinely you're not being an inconvenience to send questions. You are literally helping not us get to what we're trying to do. So send us your questions. That's what we want. Yes, please, please. Well, um, I guess that is it for the Everyday Eagle podcast. Thank you so much, Attack Eagle. Y'all go follow him um, on Twitter and his his pages. And thank you, Lane. Um, and thanks to Pate Thagger for making us sound and look good. We couldn't do any of this without him. And I truly, truly mean that because Lane and I have no idea about this. I have not a clue. None whatsoever. Go hug an athletic um, trainer this week. Right, Phil? Yeah. Heck yeah. Or buy them them a a Gatorade or a snack or just say thank you. There Um, you go. Mm -hmm. For sure. But uh, thanks, everyone. We will see y'all Thursday, if not before. And as always, Southern Miss. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.